Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about digital detoxing, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs who are in situations where they legitimately can't just completely turn off their phone. Our topic today came from my experience with this exact kind of situation combined with a period where there was a lot of articles being written um, about young people and phones and articles that, to be completely honest, really pissed me off. (laughs) There is one to this day that still kind of makes my blood boil. Now, I don't remember who wrote it or what you know publication it appeared in but it was praising this group of friends who had implemented this policy when they got together for drinks or for dinner or lunch or whatever that everyone would put their cell phone in the middle of the table they would stack them up and then whoever grabbed or even touched their phone first before they were done their meal or drinks had to pick up the bill So apparently this young group of friends were amazing and they were so much more enlightened than their counterparts because they put their phones down and they talked to each other face to face like normal people and it really gave me that, oh, technology is bad, fire is scary kind of vibe. Um, It's a meme, go look it up. (laughs) So why does that piss me off so much? Because clearly this group of friends had nothing crazy or urgent or critical going on in their lives if they could do that every single time they got together. Um, So they had probably no kids. They had no like seriously ill family members. They probably weren't waiting for any urgent test results. They probably had no clients, no client emergencies that they had to be available for. And so if I was in that friend group, I would have gone broke (laughs) picking up every single bill. And here's why. Because I had a really sick husband who nearly died on me twice um, between 2008 and 2012. And then for the next five years after that, he was on the heart transplant list. So we were waiting for the call and we had to be available for the call. And so no shitting way was anyone going to make me put my phone away or turn it off or, and here's the big one, and I'll get into this more, make me feel shame for having my phone sitting on a table or in my hand or just even if I had the ringer turned off, you know, as long as I could feel it vibrate so that I knew I was getting like an important call or notification. Now, this It's probably not your exact situation, but there are plenty of perfectly valid reasons why you need to stay available and um, you shouldn't let people make you feel ashamed or label you in a certain way um, or tell you you're addicted to your phone or that you don't know how to interact with other humans because you have those reasons for needing to be available to certain people in your life. So today, um, end rant, I suppose. (laughs) So today I'm going to break down some of the ways that you can detox 
even if you can't 100% turn off your phone or put it in a drawer or run off into the mountains where there's no phone signal uh, because that's not a reality for some people. Now, this is loosely based on a blog post I published a few years ago. Um, Life circumstances have changed slightly since then, and I'll share the link to that blog post in the show notes. Um, So as I go through the points, um, I've taken some out, and I'll also mention if I have changed how I do some of these things now, um, after my husband has received his, tr- his heart transplant compared to before he got the heart transplant because um, some things have changed, as you can imagine. So I'll give you a quick rundown of the points I want to cover. So the number one reason you struggle to detox, uh, practice self-care by ditching the guilt, what to do with your social media, what to do with your email, what to do with your phone notifications, um, customizing ringtones and text tones, my three foot rule, and what to do with clients. So there's eight things we're going to go over today. So let's dive into number one. The number one reason you struggle to detox, it's going to be boundaries and the fact that you don't have them. (laughs) And I used to be so bad at setting boundaries Um, and what I found for myself, this might be different for you, but when I failed to set boundaries, it always had to do with me being worried about what other people thought of me. And so I was a people pleaser. And so if somebody needed something or needed me to be available or wanted me to do something because I wanted to make them happy and I wanted them to think that... I was a good person or that I was good at my job or I was the most amazing whatever, I would do it. (laughs) Um, And I discovered over the course of um, this, it started kind of in my corporate life and then extended into um, uh, starting my business. But that if I was going to continue to survive... (laughs) as a like a healthy, well-adjusted human being, I was going to have to set some boundaries and get really good at sticking to them. And so the thing that gets kind of sticky with boundaries, like if I could say to my clients, um, sorry, I don't provide any service on weekends or evenings or stat holidays. There is absolutely zero way to get a hold of me don't even try. Um, That would be like a super firm boundary that I could put in place if I wanted to. Uh, The problem is that, of course, before my husband got his heart transplant, I couldn't just turn my phone off uh, because if they had a heart for him, they would call him. If he didn't answer on the first call, then 10 seconds later, they would call me because I'm the backup number. And then if I didn't answer, they might call him again, depending on how um, how much time they had, or they might just move on to the next name on the list. So you can imagine there was a lot of a lot of stress around having to be available 24/7. So I couldn't I could have put that boundary in place with my clients saying, you know, I'm just not available, 
but I know that I have my phone on all the time. And so I might be doing things online that they can see and they'll know, well, she's, you know, doing something on Facebook. So I'll just send her a message because I know she's there, even though I told them not to. And um, just things like that, like you, it's why you have to stop worrying about what people think of you. Because if you've set a boundary and then somebody tries to cross it, that is their problem. Like they're not respecting your boundaries. Um, and so you, you have to kind of understand that when you tell people, okay, this is how we're going to interact or this is how things are going to work. Just because you're doing something over here doesn't invalidate this boundary. So just because I'm on social media for personal reasons uh, in the evening doesn't mean clients can contact me over social media messaging in the evening and expect me to respond, okay? Um, So things like that. And when people keep crossing those boundaries you've set or they keep pushing on them, if it's happening happening consistently, then you know you might be getting frustrated with all these people in your in your life and going like why is nobody respecting these boundaries? If it's happening all the time, it's because you have failed to either set them effectively or enforce them. So you can't just say like you can't put up this thing that says no trespassing and then let people trespass and don't say anything to them. You have to enforce that. You have to say like look, I noticed you did this. Please don't do it again. Here's here's how we're going to interact. Or make it so that they can't trespass. Uh, I don't want to talk about walls or fences. I'm just using this as an analogy. <laughs> so make sure that you're reinforcing them. Um, so some of the things, some of the other um, points that we're going to get to today, they will help you Uh, reinforce those boundaries, especially when it comes to social media and email and sort of client-related stuff. Some of these other uh, tips are going to help you reinforce those once you've set them. Um, And it's also important to remember that when people are not respecting your boundaries, once in a while, it's because they're just a jerk and they don't respect anyone and they just want everyone to cater to their whims. But (laughs) most of the time, um, it's not that they're not respecting you. It's just that you haven't been effective at enforcing those boundaries. And so they're just treating you the way that you've taught them to treat you by letting them um, cross those lines, right? So, and that was a big eye-opener for me when I realized that people were treating me the way that I had taught them to treat me Um, and so it made the switch in my brain that was like okay now I need to teach them to treat me a different way and once I realized that that okay it was up to me and that if I just did these simple things and asked them hey can you do this instead of this or this instead of this things would change it was um, a lot more simple I think than I was anticipating and uh, even though it might be a stressful thing communicating your boundaries to people, um, 
as long as you do it in a in a kind way and talk about why you're having to do this and likely how it's going to benefit them everything will be okay all right so that was the first thing now let's talk a little bit about um, practicing self-care by ditching the guilt and I touched on this already a little bit but like I said when someone comes up against your boundary and you are you know knowing that you you have to say no sometimes you start to feel guilty because you don't want to say no it might be somebody you really like you really respect um you might think that the person won't like you anymore if you say no and so again that comes back to trying to let go of the idea of caring too much about what other people think of you and taking care of yourself so if you are running a small business or you're a solopreneur it is so important to take care of yourself because if you don't your business is going to implode and you won't have a business anymore right and this one it's always a work in progress just like enforcing your boundaries is always a work in progress especially if you're a people pleaser (laughs) but your time is valuable And always having to be on and available can be really harmful to your mental, your emotional, and eventually your physical health as well. And so please take care of yourself. Once you have created those boundaries and you are actively enforcing them when you see people kind of starting to toe the line, uh, people will respect them because... If someone really values values you or values what you can do for them, they'll want you to be at your best condition. And sometimes you need some downtime. Um, and for people who just won't respect your boundaries at all, kiss them goodbye. <laughs> if you have a client that just drives you up the wall all the time, and you've put some boundaries in place and you've communicated them and you've enforced them and they're still just trampling all over you, then they are maybe not the best fit and it's time to to part ways, to recommend uh, a different service provider if you can, um, but you gotta let them go. <laughs> okay, so that is ditching the guilt. The next thing I want to talk about is social media. So this is one because we're on we're on social media for business and for personal and sometimes it gets all mixed up. Now for me I try to like during the day if I'm doing social media related stuff it's work. If I'm doing social media stuff for personal reasons, then it's usually outside of my work hours. So that's how I try to separate it. So um, although I know sometimes I'm bad at doing work social media outside of my office hours, specifically for my, my membership group, because we're kind of interacting all the time. So sometimes I, I'll do stuff for them outside of those hours, but that's an exception that I've decided to make. Um, so I have a boundary and then there's one exception, but they're the only exception. 
social media. Okay, so this has to do specifically with when people are reaching out to you. Uh, because, like I said, social media business and personal often get mixed up. So if somebody doesn't know you, and say, let's just use Facebook as an example, because it's the one I'm going to talk about the most. Um, if they don't know you, they just know your business, they'll probably send your business page a message. And if you're like, I'm not looking at my business page until tomorrow morning, then you're fine. But if they know you, or if you're Facebook friends, chances are they're going to send you a Facebook messenger message. Uh, and that's when personal and business start to get a little bit mixed up. And then you might be seeing those things, even though you're like, I just want to leave this until tomorrow. So because you can't really put an out of office message on your social media, although you can with Facebook now, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, there are a few things you can do if you want to um, put up some, you know, some boundaries on social media. And so if, if there's a situation where you're going to be away from the office for um, a significant amount of time, whatever that might be to you, that might just be a couple days, it might be a week, it might be a month, um, you could post a message saying, you know, you're going to be away and that you will check messages and, and you know, get back to people when you're back. Uh, you can send a couple of reminders so people see it. Uh, you can pin it to your profile. Uh, a lot of platforms have that feature now. And so the benefit of this is that as far as social media goes, you are off duty. You've told the public you're not going to be responding to anything they send you until, you know, whatever day you've, you've set. Um, the drawback, of course, has to do with privacy. So if, because you've publicly told the world your holidays, if you're, if you work from your home and your home address is out there on the web for people to find out, and if you've told people you're actually leaving your house, um, and you know, that might not be a good idea because that's how people get their houses broken into when they're on holidays. <laughs> so just be aware of that. Um, if you're, if you work out of an office, uh, or a co-working space, or you have a PO box or anything like that, that's probably not such a big deal. Here is the second thing you can do. Uh, so you could schedule all your posts ahead of time to cover your absence so that it doesn't, it doesn't look like you're gone. So the pros, nobody knows you're away. Uh, the cons, because you're still posting and people still think you're around, you might have to monitor social media and reply to comments and inquiries, inquiries, inquiries. <laughs> uh, when you're trying to detox, you're trying to take this time off. Uh, so that one you have to decide, you know, what is going to be best for you. And it, and that one might depend on how much time ahead you have to prepare. Like if you are going to be out of the office suddenly, then you don't have time to prepare posts. But if it's a vacation and you've known about it for six months, maybe you have time to prepare. Then the third thing is you just stop posting with no explanation and resume when you get back. So when I, when I first 
had this one up. I put it there because it's just the reality. That's what some people are going to have to do. I didn't recommend that. However, um, now with the way the algorithms, particularly for Facebook and Instagram, um, although LinkedIn, its algorithm is getting more advanced, I feel like this isn't quite as big a deal as it used to be that Yes, it helps to post regularly and be consistent, but if you disappear for a while and then you post, I don't think it's going to cause as much damage to your reach and your engagement as maybe it might have in the past. So this is something that I still don't recommend it, but it's not, it's not as big a no-no maybe as it used to be. Um... Another thing you might be able to do as well, especially if you're going to be away for a long time, is updating the bios of your accounts so that when people see your about information or your bio, it says right there that, you know, hey, I'm, you know, not checking Twitter between these days and you'll respond to messages and DMs when you get back. Okay, that's an option as well. Now, I wanted to talk specifically about Facebook because Facebook pages actually do let you create like an out of office message. So it's an autoresponder that I can't remember. It's There's a character limit on how much you can write, um, you know, so just enough to say like, hey, I'm out of the office right now. I'll get back to you on whatever day. Thanks for thanks for reaching out. Something like that. Um, the other great thing is that it also has a scheduling feature. So you can do one of two things. Number one is you can just set up an autoresponder that gets sent to people every time they message your page. So this is kind of one that if you're in a hurry and you're going to be gone for a while and you don't know when you're going to be back, uh, it might be best to just turn that one on. And then anyone who messages you just gets that autoresponder. The second thing you can do is you can set up the autoresponder but link it to a specific schedule. So if you have a set time that you're going to be away, you just tell Facebook you're not going to be available, you know, from like Monday to next Monday. And then when people come to your page to send you a message, they can see that you're like not online, not available right now. That one, that one I use all the time. I actually set it to match my office hours so that if somebody tries to send me a message like on the weekend or at night, uh, you know, it shows that I'm not currently available. So they're not expecting an immediate response. So that's what you can do with your social media. But what about email? So email is a little bit easier because all email services have an out of office feature, right? So use it whenever possible. Um, think of when you might, you know, when, when do you not want to respond to emails? Or when do you not want people to expect an immediate response? Um, and so it could just be that a certain day of the week, 
you have like internal business time. You have a CEO date with yourself. And so for that day, you're not going to respond to any emails. So because it's an entire day, it might be a good idea to turn your out of office on for the entire day. If it's just like chunks of time that you do that periodically, then that's probably not as important to have an out of office message. What um, I used to tell people what my office hours were, but of course people would still email weekends and evenings because, and I'm guilty of this too, you think of something and you want to make sure you get your thought to whoever it needs to get to before you forget. So you just shoot off an email. And so as the sender, you're like, okay, you're probably one of two, one of two kinds of people. You've either forgotten the, the person's office hours or you send it kind of hoping they might respond anyway. <laughs> Just kind of a dick move. <laughs> or um, you send it and you're like, I just needed to send it before I forgot what I needed to say and I don't expect them to respond until, you know, the next day or Monday or whatever it is. So I actually, because I was getting so many messages and just feeling the pressure to respond, uh, was stressing me out. So I actually turn on my out of office for the weekends. Um, so not just when I'm like away, away, um, but on the weekends. So uh, people, you know, they just get that message if they email me then. And it says like, I will get back to you on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it happens to be. And then I feel better knowing that they've got that message. Um, so that does, it is for other people, but it's mainly for me. Um, I wish you could do that with text messages. I wish there was a way to have an out of, res out of office uh, responder for text messages because now I've, I've found that People are using email less, with me anyway, because I think I've trained them to do that. Um, but now I get texts outside of my office hours, and I'm like, I just have to leave it with a little red dot driving me crazy until, like, the next morning or Monday morning, whatever it is. So I wish that's a thing that somebody could invent. Please, if you're listening and you work in telecommunications, that is my feature request. <laughs> Okay, so that's what to do with email. Now, since I mentioned phone notifications, let's talk about what to do with those phone notifications. So if you are in a situation where your phone buzzing and beeping all the time drives you bonkers um, and you just want to be able to relax and detox from that part of it a little bit, um, you can do what I did and you can turn off the notifications for just about everything. So I'm a little bit like a little bit OCD when it comes to notifications. If there's a notification there, I want to clear it. Um, so like there's people out there who, if you look at their phone, you might be one of these people, no judgment, <laughs> but if you look at your phone and you see like your, uh, the icon for your phone or for your email and the little thing says you have like 3,000 unread messages, like my brain would just short circuit. <laughs> it, 
if I see like a notification that says one on it, I'm like, oh my god, I have to clear it. I I don't like it stresses me out to see those notifications sitting there as unread. So what I did now there were some things that I couldn't completely turn off. Obviously I couldn't turn the phone off because at the time we were waiting for the call about my husband's heart. So the phone, like the ringer, had to stay on. And as well, uh, my text had to had to stay on because if my husband got the call, then what he would have to do is text me right away. So text notifications always had to be on, but they didn't need to be on for everyone. They just needed to be on for him. And I'll get into that a little bit. But if you have uh, situations where you just need to turn it off for a little bit and then you want to turn it on. Um, Most phones, all the new phones these days have like a do not disturb feature where it just kind of mutes all the notifications and typically you, what'll happen is it'll have some sort of setting where it's just always like, you know, you turn it on and it's just for an hour and after an hour it automatically turns itself off and your notifications come back. Or you can set a schedule that says like from, I don't know, from like noon to four every day, like mute all my notifications, do not disturb. Um, And so that's a way where you can like get away from your phone for a little bit uh, temporarily so that you can, you know, do whatever you need to do. Now kind of In line with that, let's talk about customizing text tones and ringtones because if you turn off notifications or if you um, turn on the do not disturb function on your phone, you still might need people who have to be able to contact you even if you have that stuff turned off. And the easiest way to do that is um, there's typically two ways. So if you have a do not disturb feature, sometimes right in there, depending on what kind of phone you have, you can make exceptions for certain contacts in your phone that says like, okay, do not disturb except for, you know, these three people. Um, The other thing you can do is sometimes if you go into your contacts, you can um, say like they're, you know, they're VIPs or whatever. So no matter what setting you have on your phone, whether it be like the ringer off or do not disturb or mute or whatever it is, they come through. So it's the same exception, just a little bit uh, flipped. And then you don't have to worry about missing those super important things, but you can safely miss everyone else and then just get to them when you've decided, okay, now it's time to check on these people. If you... Uh, Maybe if you have an older phone that doesn't have that feature or you don't necessarily want to turn off all the notifications, but you do want to be able to make it clear when it's just, say, like a regular text versus a text from somebody who's really important. Give those those contacts in your phone, those VIP people, give them special ringtones and special text tones and make the notifications pop up in a certain way that's different than everyone else. So like my husband has a ringtone and a text tone that I only use for him. Um, You know, same with my mom. Um, I had, at the time, I had 
um, some hospital and doctor phone numbers saved in my contacts and they had a special tone so that I could easily identify when it was one of them versus just, you know, just a friend calling or a telemarketer or something like that. So that's an option to let you kind of get away from your phone for a bit but without the risk of missing something that might be super, super important. So the next one is kind of a funny one. And you might want to customize it for yourself, but I call it my three foot rule. It sounds a little bit silly. (laughs) If you're taller or bigger than me, you might need like four feet, five feet. So like I said, it sounds silly, But it works especially well when you combine it with um, turning off the notifications or setting special ringtones. So what you want to do is you want to appeal to the lazy side of your personality. And it's amazing what beeps and dings and buzzes you can ignore if you are reaching out your arm and your phone is just out of reach. <laughs> so if you're curled up on the couch with like a good book and a cup of tea and it's like a drizzly Sunday afternoon, if you put your phone just far enough out of reach that in order to grab it, you would have to put your book down, put your tea down. You'd have to, you know, toss the blanket away and actually like sit up or stand up to grab your phone. Chances are you're not going to do it. (laughs) Chances are you're just going to stay where you are and uh, keep detoxing. So like I said, if you are big and tall, unlike me, you might need a four foot rule or five foot rule. Um, Or if maybe you're an exceptionally unlazy person, maybe you need it on the other side of the room. But uh, definitely definitely use any kind of laziness you have in you to your advantage. It's the exact same idea as people who put their alarm clocks, you know, like on their dresser or on the other side of the room so that when it goes off, they can't just hit the snooze and go back to sleep. They have to actually get out of bed and turn it off. And so at that point, you know, you're up. So um, appeal to your laziness. And so when your phone dings, you won't get out of bed to go check it. You won't get off the couch. You won't stop doing whatever is important to go see what's going on. So uh, that's one. That's actually my favorite one because it's so simple. (laughs) And everyone has a little bit of laziness in them. So the very last thing has to do specifically with clients. So what do you do with your clients? So these are people who maybe they're, you know, you've kind of got social media covered, you've kind of got email covered, um, you maybe have been able to turn off some notifications on your phone, but what about clients? Because sometimes you have different boundaries for clients than you do just for the general public, and that's okay if you have that. Um, I know my, my office hours for my clients are a little bit different than the general public. They're like a little bit, I don't want to say less strict, but I have expanded office hours. That's the best way to put it. I've expanded office hours for clients. They can get in touch with me 
at times when um, the general public, if they went to book something or whatever, the time just wouldn't be available or my out of office would be on. So here is the key for trying to do a digital detox or just trying to live your life as detoxed as possible while also serving your clients. You have to set the expectations early. Um, So with your new clients, start with your new clients. Do you have, when they're signing a contract or a proposal or you're doing your onboarding or anything like that, do you have a written agreement with them that they've acknowledged that outlines how you're going to communicate, how they can contact you, and when they should contact you, and is it different just day-to-day versus an emergency or something that's outside of your business hours? So I do. It's a client, it's part of my client agreement, and it's like a separate schedule in there that I think, I can't remember what it's called, it's our communication something. Um, but it's there and they have to initial it, acknowledging that they've read it and they understand and that they'll, they'll abide by our communication standards. Um, so if you are a service provider, that it's just kind of a fact of life that, you know, depending on what, what service you're providing, this won't be the case for, for all businesses, but you know, you might have clients who have genuine emergencies that they need to contact you for and you need to deal with. Um, Sometimes clients reach out to you with what they think are emergencies because they don't understand what's going on. Um, And then, and that's a legitimate thing. (laughs) And so when it's important, when you're telling them, okay, here's how to contact me in emergency, give some examples of what an emergency might be. Because what's an emergency to a client isn't always an emergency for real. Um, I have some criteria for what classifies as an emergency, but we won't get into that. Um, But I try to share that with people so that, you know, they understand, you know, if there's a word on a web page that's spelt wrong and they haven't shared the link to that web page with somebody, that's not an emergency. That can wait. (laughs) Okay, so that's, so new clients, you know, set those expectations up front, set those boundaries up front. Then there's your existing clients. So this is where things often feel messier because um, the, they're already accustomed to interacting with you in a certain way. And if you want to change that, it might just take a little bit more time for that to be put in place. So you just explain that you're implementing a new process and make sure to emphasize that um, when you are not available, it's, you know, depending on, on why you're detoxing, it's, you know, because you're focusing on, on personal stuff, um, so you're not distracted during your business hours, or you're focusing on um, developing things that are going to make you a better service provider so that you can do your job more effectively during your business hours. Um, You know, the truth might just be that you like having Friday afternoons off, but you don't need to say, oh, I just want Friday afternoons off because that's none of their business. (laughs) Um, But 
having time off to detox, to practice some self-care, just to enjoy your life is going to make you a better person, a better business owner, and better at whatever you're doing for them. So just make it about them. Uh, Because having that downtime is going to make you more focused, more productive in the long term, and that's just going to benefit them. So that is the, the last tip that I wanted to go in there today. So a few, a few minor things that uh, I have tweaked, but in general, I've kept to, for the most part, I've kept to all of the things I was doing pre-heart transplant um, because it was a process that really worked for me and having like way less notifications going on uh, it just it allowed me to focus better. And um, so even though there are things like I don't have to have all my notifications turned off, but I really like that my phone's not screaming at me all the time. <laughs> so this wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com along with the show notes and links to any resources or websites that I mentioned today. While you are there, feel free to subscribe for future episodes on the platform of your choice. And I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.